0: There are only two shopping days left to Christmas, um, if you count today. Anybody feeling the pressure a little bit? Um, anybody still haven't completed all of their Christmas shopping? Um, it seems like every year there is that perfect Christmas gift um, that tends to run out and you can't get it for everybody. Um, maybe this year you have failed to find the perfect gift. Um, there were two days ago, and you don't have a clue what to buy or what to give. Never fear, because I have selected a few perfect gifts for that hard-to-buy person on your list, and I'm going to give them away this morning. You guys okay with that? I was like, man, they don't want free stuff. Okay, we'll try this. All right, so this one's for a kid. Maybe you've got a kid that's asked for a ton of different things. This is a handheld uh, sound amplifier. And so you put the headphones on and you look through here. There's even a volume thing right here. You can turn it up and turn it down and you can point it at here. Is there anybody that would love a sound amplifier? Here, we'll go right over here. There you go. Now, let's see. Oh, these are awesome. Many massagers. Look, I can just turn them on. Oh, yeah. If I just do this the entire service, how awkward would that be? Do y'all hear that? All right, so I've got two of these. Who would like one of these? I got one in the back here. There we go. And there we go. Now, This last item is awesome. Um, Anybody here grow up playing Nintendo? So I've got what was the hardest thing to buy last Christmas. This is a Nintendo Entertainment System Classic Edition. Here's the great thing. It's not like the new consoles and everything today. Um, This has 30 classic Nintendo games already loaded on it. And it comes to the controller. Literally, here's the games. Castlevania, Donkey Kong Jr., Excitebike, Final Fantasy, Galaga, Gradius, Ice Climber, Kirby's Adventure, Mario Brothers, Mega Man, Metroid, Ninja Gaiden, Pac-Man, Punch-Out!! It says featuring Mr. Dream, but we all know that that was Mike Tyson. Um, And then it's got Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 2, Super Mario Brothers 3, and it's got Tecmo Bowl on there. Hey, does anybody want this? All right, that is way too much pressure for me. And so I am going to pick Pastor Whitney. Come here. And I'm, gonna, I'm not asking Pastor Will, because the last time I asked Pastor Will to do this, we almost had a mob in here. All right, now look, here's the thing. I want you to find one kid that this is going to go to, okay? And so here's why I'm doing it to you, because you're going to make one kid really happy, and everybody else is going to hate you, and they're still going to love me. And so, um, so here, all pressures on you. Now, for the next couple of days, people are going to be focused on one thing, and that's Christmas and Christmas shopping. Most people will, will, will be out of work because offices are closed, schools are out, roads and stores are going to be packed with people trying to do last-minute things. In an increasingly secular society, everything still shuts down, and almost everyone stops for Christmas. But why? Why? What's the big deal? Today, I want to try and answer that question. Christmas isn't a big deal because of the lights and the trees or or the presents or even the food. That's all good. I'm not against any of that. Matter of fact, my office Christmas tree has been up since the first week in September. I love Christmas more than all of you. But Christmas is so much more than that. Christmas is a celebration of an invasion. Over 2,000 years ago, God invaded earth. In 1969, it was a big deal when Neil Armstrong was the first man to walk on the moon. But it was an even bigger deal when God came to earth. That's why Christmas is so important. You might say, God? I thought we were talking about Jesus. Isn't Christmas Jesus' birthday? Now, that can be difficult to comprehend, but it's important to remember that Jesus was and is God. Some people say, well, I don't believe that Jesus was God. I believe that Jesus was a good man. I even believe that he was a great teacher, but I don't believe that he was God. Now, there's a problem with this approach. Jesus never claimed to be a good man. Jesus never claimed to be a great teacher. He claimed to be God. If Jesus wasn't who he said he was, if he wasn't God, then he was either a con man and a liar, or Jesus was crazy and didn't know what he was talking about. Let me show you what I mean. If I say I'm a good man, some of you might say, yes, I know you, you're a pretty good guy, I'll give you that. I think you're a good man, right? If I say that I'm a good teacher, I hope that some of you would say, okay, I can go there with you, you're a good teacher. But if I stood up and said, I am God and you need to follow me, that would change the agenda a little bit. In response to that, you would either have to accept what I say, and you would say, yes, Jason is God and I'm going to follow him. Or you're going to decide that I'm a con man, that I'm a liar, or that I'm crazy. I cannot be just a good teacher and at the same time claim to be God. That doesn't make any sense. Jesus said, I and my Father are one. So if you accept that Jesus existed, you don't really have the option of saying that he was a good man or a good teacher. He wasn't. Jesus was and is so much more than that. He is God. Jesus proved he was God by dying on the cross and coming back to life 3 days later. Hundreds of people even even some of the people who saw him crucified saw him alive. Colossians 1:15 to 16 says, "We look at this son and see God's original purpose in everything created. For everything, absolutely everything, above and below, visible and invisible, Rank after rank after rank of angels, everyone got started in him and finds its purpose in him. He was there before any of it came into existence and holds it all together right up until this very moment. What we're celebrating is not the beginning of Jesus. What we're celebrating is the day that he came to earth. It's the most significant event in history. That's the big deal about Christmas. God came to earth. Cold didn't start out spectacular Jesus came in a simple way he came like one of us Paul wrote he had equal status with God but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what no not at all when the time came he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave and became human Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim any special privileges. Think of what God could have done to communicate the message to reach man. God could have written a message in the sky. He could have used thunder and lightning. God could have put on a tremendous light show. God could have invented the television 2,000 years earlier and put a TV inside everybody's home. God could have done anything. Instead, he chose to be one of us. Hope entered the world in the humblest of ways. Of all the ways that God could have come into this world, he came the, the very way that you and I come as a baby. Now, some people get nervous if you talk about God. Some people are actually afraid of God. If God had come with thunder and lightning and clouds, then you could understand that fear. But nobody is afraid of a baby. Imagine this. The king of the universe, the God who created everything, came as a child, as an ordinary man. That's the big deal about Christmas. Not only did God come to earth, but God came as a man. God chose to come to the earth in a way that we could understand. Now, if God wanted to communicate to birds, then he would have came as a bird. If God wanted to communicate to frogs, then he would have came as a frog. If he wanted to communicate to cats, and I don't understand why he would, because we all know that cats are the spawn of Satan. But if he wanted to communicate to cats, he would have come as a cat. But God wanted to communicate to you and to me, people. And so he became one of us, a man, a baby. Jesus was born like us and grew up like we grow, physically, spiritually, And socially. Jesus was a perfect man. Without sin. But his life was anything but perfect. Jesus experienced pain. He faced loneliness. There were times when when Jesus was tired and fatigued. There were times when he was under a great amount of pressure. Jesus was disappointed. He was misunderstood. He was criticized. And he was mistreated. And Jesus endured being betrayed by one of his closest friends. At one of the most stressful times in his life, Jesus' closest followers let him down. He was attacked, he was abused, he was beaten, and he was ridiculed. Why is that so important? Because no matter what you've, you're going through, Jesus understands. He's been there. He came to earth and lived life. He lived a human life. God came as a human being so that he could understand us and so that we could understand him. So that we could be in a relationship with him. That's the big deal about Christmas. When Jesus was born, he wasn't born into a palace, even though he was God. Jesus wasn't even born in a nice hotel or in a hospital. He was born in the manger. Now, we don't know exactly where that was, but at best, it was either in a cave or in a stable. Now, we glamorize the nativity scene. It looks so wonderful and and so beautiful and peaceful. right? And the cows gaze lovingly at the baby Jesus, and the sheep lie quietly to provide warmth for him. But the reality is, that's not the real world. This was a farm. I've been to farms. Cows and sheep are definitely not peaceful and tranquil. They are rude, they are smelly, and they are loud. Now, a manger is a feed box for cattle. It's a place where you put their their wheat and oats or the cow food. Now, what happens is the cattle stick their nose in it, and they eat That's not exactly clean. It's not a sanitary place to leave an infant. You guys keep your infants at home for a few weeks so that they aren't exposed to the germs of people that you like. Yet Jesus was born in a smelly, dirty, and completely unsanitary manger. That's where God was born. When God came to earth, he came with the stench of animals. You can't get any lower than being born in a stable or in a cave. The first people that came to visit Jesus were not religious leaders. They weren't royalty or important politicians. The very first people to come and visit Jesus were shepherds. Today we make the shepherds the heroes of the story, but in in those days, shepherds were nobodies. They were the rejects and the outcasts. They were on the lowest rung of the social ladder. That's who the angels invited to be the very first witnesses of Jesus' birth. Much later, wise men from the east came and they brought beautiful and expensive gifts. From the lowest of society to the highest, all were invited. Jesus didn't come for just a select few. He didn't come for just the rich and the famous. Jesus wasn't born in a gated community. He he didn't live in a palace at some distance where you couldn't get close to him. Jesus didn't come just for religious people. He came for people who didn't care about religion and people who didn't understand. Jesus came to lowly shepherds and high-status wise men. Jesus came for all of us. You see, that's the big deal about Christmas. God came to ordinary people like you and like me. Jesus is available to all. God came on your level because he wants to have a relationship with you. God meets you where you are. And you may think, Pastor Jason, you don't understand. With all of the rotten things I've done in my life, I could never have a relationship with God. You're wrong. You may think that that God doesn't care about me. I'm a little nobody. Nobody cares about me. And God certainly doesn't have time for me. Listen to me. You're wrong. God knows all about you. He knows Everything that's ever happened. He's watched every single moment of your life. He saw you in your mother's womb. He knew that you were going to be here today a thousand years before you were even born. He knows everything that's going to happen to you in the future. He knows all about you, and he wants you to know him and be in relationship with him. The greatest thing about Christmas is not how Jesus came. It's not even... Who he came to. This is it. The really big deal about Christmas is why he came. Jesus said, for this reason I was born. And for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Jesus came so that you could know the greatest truth of all. You matter to God. Old people and young people and everything in between. If your best years are ahead of you, you matter to God. If you're running life's final lap, you matter to God. If you have a lot, or you only have a little, if you're rich, or you're poor, you matter to God. White people, black people, Asians, Hispanics, Africans, Indians, no matter your race, your color, your country of origin, or your immigration status, you matter to God. People who have done well and people who have messed up matter the same amount to God. With all your faults, all your failures, all your sins, and all your mistakes, you matter to God. Why? Because every soul matters to God. You matter to God. Listen to me, you really do. You matter so much that God left heaven and came to earth in the form of a baby. He grew up, he lived a perfect life, he suffered and he died on the cross to make a way for you to have a relationship with him. That's how much you matter to God. That's the miracle of Christmas. You are why he came.
1: As little children, we would dream of Christmas morn, of all the gifts and toys we knew we'd find. But we never realized a baby born one blessed night gave the greatest gift of our life. went by, we learn more about gifts, the giving of ourselves, and what that means. On a dark and cloudy day, a man hung crying in
0: When the angels announced Jesus' birth to the shepherds, they said, listen, do not fear. For I bring you good news of great joy, which will be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Why do you need a Savior? The Bible says that heaven is a perfect place. There is no sadness No sorrow, no sin, no no sickness, no problems, no pressures in heaven. Heaven is an absolute place of absolute perfection. That means that only perfect people get to go to heaven. If God let imperfect people into heaven, it wouldn't be perfect anymore. It would be just like earth. There are two ways to get to heaven. One of them is to be perfect. To never sin. To never think a bad thought. To never do anything bad. To never say a bad thing to anybody. To always be unselfish. Never hurt anyone, intentionally or unintentionally, in your entire life. Now, that would be like playing professional baseball and batting 1,000 for your career And never striking out. That would be like never missing a shot in basketball for your whole career. That would be like bowling a perfect 300 game every single game your entire life. That would be like playing 18 holes of golf and your score being 18. That would be like obeying every traffic rule. Fully stopping at every stop sign, never changing lanes without a blinker, never even going one mile over the speed limit, always, for your entire driving life. Come on, most of you didn't even do that this morning on the way to church. That would be like never missing a question on any test, ever, a 4.0 GPA, a 36 on the ACT, 100% on every quiz, every paper, every assignment, every test, even your driver's license test, forever. Now, if by any chance you were able to do that, to live an absolutely perfect life, When you died and when you got to heaven and you went before God and he asked, Why should I let you into my perfect place called heaven? You could say, Because I'm perfect. And God would say, You're right. You deserve it. Come on in. But you lost that chance a long time ago. So did I. And so God said, Since none of you are perfect and can't possibly earn your way to heaven... Here's what I'll do. I'll come to earth in the form of a human being, and my name will be called Jesus. I will live the only perfect life. I will die on a cross to pay for your imperfections that you have. And then, if you will trust in me, I will get you into heaven on my own goodness, since you're not good enough. Ron Lesson wrote, If our greatest need had been information, God would have sent us an educator. If our greatest need on earth had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an accountant. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness so God sent us a savior one day Jesus stretched out his hands on the cross and they nailed him to it and he paid for all of my sins and all of your sins that's God's Christmas gift to you that's the biggest deal about Christmas he came for you God came to earth He came as a man, as a baby. He came to ordinary people, but most importantly, Jesus came for you. He came to be your Savior. You can only have a Savior if you recognize your need for one, if you realize that you can't save yourself. None of us can do that. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Listen, church, Jesus came for you. Jesus is God's gift to you. It's a free gift, one that we can never earn and definitely one that we don't deserve. I'm not talking about joining a religion. I'm talking about a relationship with Jesus. He wants you to know him personally. Thousands of years before you were born, God knew that you would be here today. So he could get your attention just for a few minutes and say, you matter to me. I have a plan and a purpose for your life. I came to the earth 2,000 years ago. I grew up. And I died on a cross and paid for your sins. That's my gift to you. All you have to do is accept it. Trust me and follow me. When you do that, we will develop a relationship and I'll be with you for the rest of your life. When someone asks you, what's the big deal about Christmas? Answer this. God came to earth. God came as a man. God came to ordinary people. God came for me. That's why we celebrate.